you're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Coming to you live from the Bobby Stanton Studio in various historic Colorado and South Carolina beer districts, this is The Trail Show. The Trail Show is the longest-running monthly hiking podcast on the planet. And by long, we mean long. It takes forever to get through. And has been downloaded over one million times all over the globe. We are on air and everywhere and heard worldwide on all your favorite apps and at thetrailshow.com. The Trail Show has an official mailing list. If you are not signed up, you should be. If you want to be the first to know when new shows drop and new merch goes live, Sign up by clicking the subscribe mailing list tab at thetrailshow.com. Also, I want to give a shout out to my old buddy, Bo Hudson. Bo was recently spotted in a Trail Show t-shirt. Bo and I used to rip and shred in the streets of my hometown in South Carolina back when we were teenagers. And last but not least, our very own Out of Order was recently on the Adventuring for Mere Mortals podcast episode number 13. You should listen to it and download it right now. Triple yeah, O, how, get to how hear was it? Non-hiking how, stories. Yeah, we got it's, to hear about it your was kayak. pure paddling. <laughs> That's what I do at school every day. You paddle? Paddle to school? Oh, the kids. That's, that's different. That's oh, a kind of oh, oh, yeah, that oh, can go a lot of ways. No, 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 no. Do you work no, at a no. Catholic school? Don't they have yeah. the, the paddling the nuns with the rulers? I heard that's my dad always is scared <laughs> of nuns from his Catholic school days. Yep. All right, folks, it's January, it's a new year. POD, can you tell us what is on the blue plate special for tonight? It's a whole bunch of leftover buffet. It's all the stuff you put in the freezer after Christmas dinner Mm. that nobody ate. And it's finally time to empty the freezer and start afresh. So that's what we're having tonight. Okay. Dump it in a big bowl, make a stew of some sort. That's right. With that, we got to talk about Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Dilo, take it away. Whoa! I I have a beer here. And and it is um <clears throat> something that I haven't drank in a while. It's a something that's very not special, but it's an oldie but goodie. It is an Avery IPA. Wow, oh. blast from the past. Nothing special, but I just wanted a crisp, clean, standard IPA to augment my um extra hearty seasonal winter ales. What happened was what happened. Here's what happened. Oh that. my God. It's already started. I just got to tell you what's happened. All right. So at the grocery store, I wanted to buy a six pack of beer. Dubai. And I really wanted to buy <laughs> the hybrid the Great Divide Hibernation. But the Great Divide Hibernation is a really hearty old English, like super thick, 
high ABV, like you could drink a couple of those, but six of them is a lot. So my grocery store has a buy a, a mixed six pack for mm, yes. the lovely, lovely price of $11.99. So they had the Great Divide Hibernation and the Avery IPA Ooh. and the Upslope West Coast IPA. And Ooh. I was in need of a few traditional crisp nothing over the top kind of ipas so i chose those four the yep. avery and the upslope two of each and i got my great divide hibernations and all was well in the world and that's what i'm drinking tonight awesome yeah i went to the store in search of the reimagined new recipe fat tire I don't know if you've heard this, but it is no longer it. an amber ale. It is now a golden ale. And I'm quite fond Whoa. of golden ales. Really? In a new so can. Fire is a golden ale? Yes. They they have a new recipe, new can, new everything. But, but I, same name. Same Wait, name. But why? Like, they didn't release it. It's like a new style. Like, no. is the or old a one different gone? name or it's like a different New Belgium beer. It's like, nope. we're making Fat Tire a golden ale now. Deal they with it. They couldn't call it, like, third wheel or i think enough people don't care about fat tire anymore that it's yeah well that's that's part of the reason why i'm sure that they reimagined the beer however i could not find the new version only the old version which i did not purchase instead the old version as a historical relic because the old version will no longer be available and if you sit on the old version for a couple of years you might be able to sell it for a hefty profit to souvenir hunters Instead, I went with Cigar City Brewing's High Lie Hazy Double Dry Hopped IPA. How's that? I'm a, I'm a bit. It's good. I'm a fan of mm-hmm. um, Cigar City beers in general, mm-hmm. and I'm a fan of their regular High Lie IPA. And now they have this High Lie Hazy, and um, it's quite good. I I don't know if I like it better than the original, so I'm going to have the original here in a minute too, just to. Make sure. Mm, very little cool. Side by side. Did you buy two six packs or did you get a mixed six pack? I actually got a mixed pack? 12 that contains mm-hmm. the original, the yeah. hazy, the high low, which is a sessionable version. Ooh. And also save, uh, that, um, save that for the children. And also like a, a Spanish cedar high lie. So a high lie mm. that's been sitting in cedar bar- barrels. Huh. And I'm not a huge fan of wood barreled beer. Yeah. But it was in the 12 pack, so that's what I got. I it's really like wanted to cans. try the hazy. Yeah. So apparently highlight the when they play the sport, the ball can go like 180, 90 miles an hour. Yep. So it can knock a person down and yeah. out. Maybe the that's the beer can's inspiration. Mm. Drink I enough, so. it'll knock you down and out. <laughs> Oh man, Triple O, what about you? Are you sick? I've of got an es- espresso porter. Oh wow! From the Palmetto Brewing Company in Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston. Wow. It's got a very pretty can. Whoa! Whoa, man! Whoa, that does look kind of nice. Espresso Damn. porter. What's the ABV on that? Like five? The ABV is six percent. Okay, not bad. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, Palmetto is, of course, South Carolina's, like, icon. What is a Palmetto? It's a type of tree? It is. I mean, I don't want to speak for no, it's South absolutely Carolina a native. Type of tree. <laughs> does it have any, does it bear fruit? Sure. 
What do you mean, sure? All trees but, bear fruit, with a few exceptions. Um. Well, I <laughs> am drinking some tea. <gasps> I have decided because I'm on a, I've been on a kick of not drinking because of all the various pills I was taking for the entirety of last year. I decided to do a dry January. A January? Why not? Wait a minute. It's not, you're not drinking coffee. I'm having, I'm just drinking literally a coffee beer and you're not drinking either of those two things man if you knew how much coffee i drank today oh god (laughs) so much i see it every day and i still can barely stay awake Uh, today was it was like gray out and cold and i just kept kept drinking more and more and more and more pod the real challenge for you would be a no coffee month like forget about alcohol i'm talking about disgusting don't that's gross. That's silly. Somebody yeah. said to me, I, I'm doing a dry January. And I said, that's silly. I wouldn't do that. That's lame. And then they're like, whatever, Mike, that's your opinion. I'm like, well, yeah, that's because I wouldn't want to do that. And I feel the same way about coffee. I wouldn't want to be like a coffee-free month. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. So you need sleep in September or something. Sleep in. <laughs> oh, man. No, September's still hiking season. You can't sleep in. Take naps in November. Yes, nap November yeah, sounds good. Afternoon naps in November. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we do that next year. Hashtag afternoon naps in November. Yeah. I like it. Coffee free. Yeah. Coffee free. POD. Trail news. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news. Here it is. First and foremost, we have the Alda West Rucks coming up. So... February 11th is the Berkeley, California, NorCal. Um, it's a whole day. And um, the Cascade Ruck in Stevens in Washington is on March 25th. Mm. Okay, so February 11th and March 25th. They're also going to do a virtual ruck in there. And once I have that date, I will report that out. You can go to Alda West website to register. Uh, we did a social media post about it, and we'll we'll do some more. So you'll be able to see that up there. The Ruck is a great value for the money you get breakfast lunch happy hour snacks and tons of really great content and it's fun you meet all kinds of people there's breakout sessions you can get a shakedown i mean it's it's really great it's it's always a really good time so if you happen to be around one of those two places or want to go to the virtual rock you should give it a shot. I've never been to the virtual rock. I'm kind of interested. I kind of want to give it a try just to see. Do they, do they feed you at the virtual rock? They feed you virtual food. They send you like little virtual cupcakes, little virtual trail mix bags. Wait, wait, NFTs wait, of cheeseburgers. Wait. Stop. NFTs of cheeseburgers? Yeah, yeah. Do you guys know what you sound like right now? This is just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> we also want to give a shout out to Auto West um, for all you Auto West members. You may have noticed that there is a trail show advertisement in the latest edition yes. of the Auto West Gazette. Take a look at it if you haven't already. And if you're not a member, go to Auto West and and register A L D H A West. Auto West is the website. And I did notice in the latest Gazette, which is their monthly communication. That Nita of the Toaster House has in Pie Town has passed away. Mm. So mm. long-standing trail angel down there. No idea what's going to happen this year, but 
Nita was a pretty incredible person. A lot of people knew her and she impacted a lot of people. So a little bit of, of a loss she's, there. Yeah, she was an amazing trail angel. I stayed at Nita's house. And you know what was amazing when I stayed at Nita's house? I was reading this series of books. It was called like, I forget the name of it. I won't bother, whatever. I was reading this series of fiction books at the time. And I was just one after another. It was like, there were such awesome books. And I was like, ah. Oh, I'm really in need of always oh, clan of the cave bear. And I was like, I'm really in need of like book number four of the clan and the cave bear series. And she's like, Oh yeah, totally Dilo. Here it is. You can have it. And I was like, what? 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 I was like, what? I was like, I had read like one, two and three. And I was like, you have book four of clan of the cave bear. This is amazing. <laughs> and it made like the rest of my New Mexico hike. Cause I was able to read that book on my long lunch breaks. Yeah. It was really amazing. Oh, cool. You know, POD and I stayed there in October of 06. And unfortunately, Nita was out of town. So we never got to meet her. We did stay. I think we camped in the yard. Um, Yes, we did. We sell the toasters. But the house was locked. And the best part, one of the best parts is that um, trauma had just rolled through ahead of us. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And he... um, he had gotten a resupply there and didn't need all the stuff. And he dumped like 20 or so stinger bars, the big ones in the hiker box. We took all of them. It was amazing. Yeah, it was <laughs> incredible. RIP, Nita. So that's, that's a bit of a loss. Um, okay. Yeah, huge loss. Mm, yeah. A lot. The next item is that the National Parks and the Forest Service are going to waive their entrance fees. The National Parks is going to waive fees for five days in 2023. The Forest Service is going to waive fees for six days in 2023. It's like like the Forest Service is too up in the National Park Service. Mm -hmm. So they both waived MLK Day, January 16th. Monday, this past Monday. Uh Uh-huh. And then Forest Service is waiving President's Day in February. Take that, National Parks. National Parks is waiving... Uh, April 22nd, Saturday, April 22nd, which is the first day of National Park Week. Okay. No, um, love, no love from the Forest Service for National Park no. Week. No. And then Forest Service waves National Get Outdoors Day, June 10th. And they wave Juneteenth, which is June 19th. Wow. And then um, the National Parks waves August 4th, which is Great American Outdoors Day. They both waive National Public Lands Day on the 23rd, and then they both waive Veterans Day on uh, in November. But okay. I do think, I mean, the Forest Service, I think Juneteenth is a good day to have as a free entry day. I think the National yeah, Parks should definitely awesome. consider that. No, yeah, they yeah. should. Yeah. What's up, National Park Service? You listening? You listening to tonight's trail show? Okay, I have, so, one, I have, I have one more news item. Yeah. And this is a follow-up. Believe it or not, I asked some follow-up on a news story. I actually did some reporting, some investigative reporting. I didn't just Whoa. like grab some headlines from the internet and then say, I don't really know what this is about. Here you go, which is what I normally do. So last month I reported on this, these mycelium tabs that you can put in your poop to is that is that hallucinogenic poop tabs? That's right. So that your sure. your poop can go on a, a hallucinogenic trip. Okay. Okay. So that's interesting. But you I said I would more. follow up, and so I researched the company. It turns out this stuff is already available. It's not like 
new tech, like brands make it new. Anyway, the guy, the guy, one of the guys that owns the company lives in Crested Butte. So immediately I was like, oh, so I got in touch with Noah from Pact Outdoors, P-A-C-T. And he sent me the products. So he sent me a bag of the mycelium tabs. And he sent me a bag of the little tabs that turn into wipes. Okay. So just for, to start out, the, the, ta- the mycelium tabs weigh 0.1 grams each. Okay. Ooh. Put one of those in your poop. And the wipes weigh two grams each. What? And they're, they're just these little tabs that it looks like a, an antacid tab. Yeah. And you just add water to it and it grows into a wet wipe. I actually did one already. It was pretty spectacular. I'm going to take some, some video of it, I think, and put it online. Anyway, so here's the deal. Um, most wet wipes, all wet wipes, actually, um, I didn't know this, but they have an additive in them that does not allow mold to grow. <gasps> because otherwise, when you open your wet wipes, they'd be completely moldy, right? Mm. right? So as a result, if you use wet wipes and you put them in the hole with the poop, which you should never do, but if you do, you're it's actually going to inhibit any decomposition because of that additive in a wet wipe. So there's that, Okay. Um, they also have this thing called wet strength additives, which means that they are like super tough and they're designed to not break down so that you like, don't stick your finger through your wet wipe when you're wiping your butt. Whereas, um, these ones are these like, um, they're these like woven fibers and they're definitely like more, you're going to have to be a little more careful. You're not going to, you know, you can't go as hard as you would with a normal wet wipe. Let's just put it that way. Be a little more gentle on your butthole with the go easy, oh, go easy with wow. the packed wipes, but they'll still work. They'll go still easy, work. Go easy yeah. on the poop. Well, you finger. know, beauty. There's some people that don't use any kind I know. of wipe. I don't care about yeah. those people. Those people um, are crazy, and they don't listen to the trail show. No, no, they they're like, no, you just use a squirty and then like put your hand in there and yeah, rinse the water around while you're or, out. You don't have access to soap and water to wash your hands. Or the yeah. They use natural Good. materials. That's true. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Like I'm also not rocks. a fan of that because oh, I've gotten poison, poison ivy. ivy. Yeah, there's like you sand know. and stuff on the those things. Oh, sand maybe is I really sand is good. Sand is good for the anus. But yes, it's fully right. So is it's bacon great. fat, do love. Yep. <laughs> um. So the other cool thing is the way these things are designed is that there's the mycelium tabs actually feed on the fibers in these wipes first, which makes them like hulk out and grow even stronger. And then they attack the poo. So it's that poo. That's right. Oh, so, this is you. crazy what you're saying. Yeah, I know. It's like so scientific. I love it. Like how do our people, how does social nation poo. get some of these? They wipes. go to packedoutdoors.com. And you can order directly from their website. Okay. Amazing. Just amazing. so anyway, I mean, really and truly, like I, I had a, like a total nerd out Zoom call with this guy, Noah, and talked about all the stuff. It was pretty cool. And then I like hydrated one of these wipes just to see. And I was like, whoa. It's like, you know, those 4th of July, those little black tabs that you like light on fire and they grow. 
That's kind of what happened. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of what happened. Yeah, I've seen like those little towels they make sometimes that are like a package. Yeah, these these yeah exactly. These ones are even smaller. Um, Can I share an anyway. experience related to all this? Yes. Yesterday I had to use a blue bag. Yes. So, Dilo, do you know what a blue bag is? Oh, totally. Okay, perfect. So the reason I had to use a blue bag because the snow in the location that I was was too deep. And by that, I mean, it was waist deep. <laughs> I, I couldn't, can't, like, dig. Can't, can't dig a hole if you can't even get through the snow. And uh, luckily, I had a blue bag, little blue bag kit on me. How, and, how many, uh, what was the size of your blue bag? Man, the direction said it could like fit into a bucket. And I would submit that it could fit into two buckets. Like it was, it was like, well, it was like a 12, it was like a 12 bag. gallon. It was like a 12 That's gallon. That's good. Cause bag. you know, yeah. dude, it was way correctly. It makes it easier. I bet that was a 30 gallon trash bag and I'm not exaggerating. Why, why were you pooping in the snow? I was doing some work on the G mug which for those not in Colorado is the Grand Mesa Uncompahgre Gunnison National Forest. Mm. And oh, I see. You're out in the field. Yep. Checking out and checking out the trees. I had to go to the bathroom and the snow was too deep to facilitate such a thing. But mm. I remembered I had a blue bag in my car. So opened it up, pulled out the big trash bag. It's got kitty litter in the bottom. Did my business sealed up that bag and then it comes with like a ziploc thing you put it in sealed up the ziploc done and done Sweet. no my ceiling it to stuff. somebody yeah then i dropped it in the mail <laughs> and uh we'll see what happens there you go you know i like the idea of, cruise, of, i like the idea of carrying these these wipes i mean they're two grams each because oh. wet wipes that come with that are hydrated are heavy you know and I like the idea of these instead because I know that if I put them in the hole, I'm actually helping all of the process. I would never put my wet wipes in the hole. I've always carried them out. But it's nice to think that like I don't have to carry out a gross wet wipe. Like I can mm-hmm. and I also carry out my toilet paper. Yeah, so I so- guess if I really if I really wanted to, I could carry multiple of these per day and just use these and no toilet paper. And then just bury it with the, you know, the mycelium. I don't know. It's pretty awesome. I just think it's really thoughtful. It's great. I also asked him his opinion on mud falcons. Like, could I just put the mycelium tab on the on the rock? (laughs) I don't think that works. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. He said no. That's probably not best practice. No. And I said, but what if I go? (laughs) That that doesn't help with the mycelium factor. It doesn't. I also offered that if they need to do any more field research, that I would be happy to provide a sample in the future. <laughs> Our very anyway. own POD, ladies and gentlemen. Our That's very right. own POD. Thank you for that follow-up and your investigative yes. journalism. Yes, week. and thank you to Noah and Packed Outdoors for sending us these samples and taking the time to talk to me about it. I'm pretty excited. I cannot wait to take my first outdoor crap this season. I might even just have to go in the backyard just for no. the fun of it. No. <laughs> I'm boy, I'm I mean, I think you should do your own research. Cutting. You should dig yeah, a couple I, cat holes. D-Y-O-R. In the D-Y-O-R. And then Put dig them up in like three months. One without it. 
Yeah, yes. Happen. I'm going to. This is a great idea. Just right next to the hot tub. Yeah. All right, folks. We have to take a break <laughs> on that note. When we come back, we're going to have the winners of our GVP swag giveaway contest. And we're going to have our trail of the month. We're staying in Spain this month. Or I should say we're staying in Europe this month. I just gave away what country our trail's in. But stay tuned to find out exactly where it is. The trail show will be right back. This is the Bobby Stanton, and I never listen to the trail show. All right, folks, trail show is back. We just had ourselves a little contest. And what we said to Trail Show Nation was call us with your best worst day on the trail story, and you can win some swag that was graciously donated by last month's Trail of the Month guest, Mr. Glenn Van Pesky. We've got an assortment of items. We've got GVP poop kits. We've got gift certificates for his upcoming book called Take Less, Do More. We've got pocket squares that are ultra light. We've got carabiners. We've got Alpadria stickers. We've got it all. So what we said is call us. We, best well, story. we had Triple o, what do about we have? 237 calls. Okay. So it was a lot. Um, we really appreciate Trail Show Nation's um, efforts in this matter. But at the end of the day, there can only be four winners. Mm. So we're going to play the top five, maybe, and see how we what we decide. Hey, Trail Show, this is Slack Traw, the Buffalo Jack Wagon. And I'm calling in to talk about a worst day on the trail, which, as you know, they always turn out to be the best day on the trail. My brother was a military in Germany. So when I got out of school, I decided to go over there and live with him. And long story short, ended up getting a dishwashing job in the Alps and knowing nothing Ooh. about mountains or Germany. For the most part, I found myself high on a mountain on a trail on an area that was covered with grass, except for the little narrow trail. And it was really sunny and warm. And I thought it'd be a good time to take an air bath. So I stripped off all my clothes, had them sitting on my backpack, which fell off the trail and slid down the grass and got caught on a bush. And just as I was standing there trying to figure out how to get it, these people started walking up the trail. So I went down to get my bag. And of course, I started sliding down the grass. And so I was trapped <laughs> at the bottom of this grassy slope with my backpack with no clothes on. And a family of Germans had to pull me back up on. But they were laughing and I was embarrassed. But it all turned out good. Because they bought me a beer and lunch at a nearby hut once I got my clothes on. So there's my worst, best day on a trail story. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen to this because I never listened to the trail show. Who would? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. That's, okay, uh... so extra points for his final comment. And I also need to know if he's hairy. <laughs> kind of need to know if he's a hairy individual. Extra he probably points. has he probably has some hair. I know, yeah. but I need to know if he's like 
Like I when I picture him, is, is it like a big hairy butt, you know, sliding down the trail? I need to know this. I think we give him extra th- points for his trail name. Yeah. Slat Jaw the <laughs> Buffalo Jack Wagon. <laughs> yeah. The mouth and the right philosophical there. start, which is the worst days are often the best yep. times. I also like All the right. use of the term air bath. Yeah, yeah, what the <laughs> <laughs> hashtag air bath. Let me yeah. All right, all right. Here's a number two. Hi, trail show. This is Boo from Pennsylvania calling you about my worst day on the trail. It was at Moshannon State Forest in Pennsylvania. Uh, we were hiking on a very snowy day, and I fell right on my neck. But I didn't want to tell my trail bestie that I was hurt, so I toughed it out, and then I felt like I was going to throw up because I was in so much pain. So we stopped, and he finally asked me, you know, what's wrong? And I was like, I just want to go home. But there was no way to go home because we were in the middle of a forest. So we hiked our way out to the ranger station, which, of course, was closed because it was after hours. I went in to go to the bathroom, but I come out to my trail bestie with this grin on his face, and I look, and he says, oh, I got you a ride. I turned around, and a ranger had come because they left something at work, and they gave us a ride back to the trailhead, and my bestie was in his glory because he got to ride in the cage in the back. And, I mean, really, is any worse day on the trail? There can't really be one because when you're on the trail, it's still the best day. Bye. Wow, she fell on her neck? That sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. Yeah, and I—I I mean, like, I think falling on your neck is not the best day. I don't no. care where you are. <laughs> no, especially if you fall so hard, you think you're gonna vomit. Yeah, good thing she yeah. didn't hit her head, though. Yeah. Anyway, all right. This yeah. Option number three. What's up, Trail Show? I've told this story before, so I'll keep it brief. Um, my worst days on the trail involve stepping in my own cat hole, bruising Ew. ribs. Uh, my sweet wife, skunk cabbage, getting stung by yellow jackets while she was flipped out on a scramble, uh, bushwhacking, almost uh, getting completely lost and spending an unexpected night away from camp. Um, all good fun. Anyway, have a good one. Lemuel out. Wait a minute. That all happened in the same day? Dude, starting the day by stepping in your cat hole? It, like, I would just uh, go home at that point. Everything uh, he said all happened in the same day? No. That's a, that seems like, yeah. Yeah, that's a bad day. <laughs> I wish he would have given more details about the cat hole because that's. Yeah, yeah that alone happened. could be the winner. I mean, I mean, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um. Okay, so here is another option. Hey, Trail Show. It's Tough Fraud. I'm calling in my worst day on the trail, which is kind of hard to pick. I don't know. I feel like I really haven't. I've been pretty blessed. I haven't had that many oh, okay. days hey on now. the trail. I've had lots of blister days. This has been pretty terrible. But the day that may have been my worst day on the trail was we were hiking the AT, and we were hiking down from Lonesome Lake Hut, so like in the White Mountains. And it wasn't even steep. It was, like, flat, like, flat trail, kind of like a embankment on the side of the trail. And I just tripped over a route, but I was walking pretty fast, I guess. And I went, like, face first into the embankment and ended up giving myself a black eye. 
and we like kept hiking and in any case we got to Garfield Shelter. And I like kept telling people the story, like they had no idea what happened and they didn't know what happened, but the black eye was a lot more present than I realized it was. So I'd be like, Oh, and you never believe this, like I got a black eye and they're like, Oh, we know. Like we can see right now on your face. Um, so I guess that wasn't yeah, that was that wasn't a great day. Um, definitely wasn't the proudest day of mine on the trail. Um, I told Bear Sweats he should call in his worst day on the trail, but he says he can't get the story down to less than three minutes, so <laughs> I don't know if he'll regale you with it, but wow. it involves an illness, it involves a dog eating our peanut butter on the trail. <laughs> there involves a verbal altercation with the owner of said dog on uh, Bear Sweats' part. Involves him not being able to enjoy Timberline Lodge's brunch because he had been oh. sick for the last two weeks. Oh, it was a big fight between the two of us. There's a lot to fit into three minutes, but wow. I was going to tell it. I realized technically it wasn't my worst day on the trail because I got to eat the lovely brunch at Timberline Lodge, which was pretty good. So, in any case, hopefully, folks don't have too bad days out there. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. As far as meals go on trail, the brunch at Timberline Lodge might be the best. Might be. It's absolutely incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting because like the worst day can be things that happen to you, but also things that you miss. I mean, missing that is bad. That is bad. All right. This is. The last one is kind of a more of an honorable mention because you don't actually get to hear the story, but you can imagine what the story must have been because... An offender at a correctional facility attempted to make a collect call to this number, but the call could not be completed due to billing restrictions. If you wish to receive these calls, you must contact our automated system for credit card deposits to a prepaid account or other deposit instructions at 1-800-483-8314 or go to www.connectnetwork.com and set up an account. If you have already done so, please disregard this message. So apparently someone tried to call us from prison, but I they think that's get our winner. Through. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had a pretty bad day on the trail. Wow. Wound up in prison. All yeah. right, so just to recap, we've got Slackjaw the Buffalo Wagon who took an air bath naked and got found by Germans naked. We've got Boo from Pennsylvania that fell on her neck and ended up getting a free ride. We've got Lemuel who stepped in a cat hole amongst 10 other things bad that happened to him (laughs) one day. And we've got Tough Broad who got a black eye after leaving Lonesome Lake Hut. Self-inflicted black eye. Self-inflicted. So I think we need to pick a runner-up and a champion. I think it's easiest to vote for favorite. So my, my favorite is actually the first story. It's slack jaw, the Buffalo Jack wagon being naked for whatever reason, (laughs) falling down a grassy slope. Yeah. I think that was my favorite story too. Yeah. I I have to give it to him. It's also like a classic kind of fun story, like versus, uh, you know, like hurting your neck. Well, it's terrible. It's it's much worse. (laughs) 
moments. Yeah. But it's less humorous. It's it's like, oh no. But, <laughs> but also like taking <laughs> air baths, taking air baths, yeah. really? Yeah, the like, air baths. We we call them air baths. Okay. I think right. does that mean you're like so sweaty you have to like take your clothes off and dry? Is that what that means? It might. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of uh when we were on the Sierra High Route, tomato and um tomato tomato and bobcat they came across they had run into this one guy that was also doing the high route and they'd run into him a few times and he seemed a bit of an odd fellow and they came like around a bend and he was like full-on splayed completely nude on a rock in the like, sun are you okay are you yeah. okay no like lifting his sack you know like and he was like oh i got some chafing i was just trying to dry everything out so that's, don't mind me that's the eyeful they got when they hit the corner don't mind me anyway yeah triplo where are you where are you on this these i'm, I'm gonna give it to to naked slack jaw the buffalo jack right. wagon we've got a winner there now how about runner up i i think um just for the sheer volume of mishaps that okay. happened to lemuel um Ooh. which started with stepping in uh, his own cat hole i think i'm gonna go with lemuel as my runner-up what about you yeah Al? yep totally anybody who steps in their own cat hole is like second place like oh hey yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, ah, like yeah definitely that's that's um that's number two that's tough that is number two <laughs> all right Okay, so uh, you four send us your send us a mailing address. Schwag will be in the mail shortly. And for the fifth person that called from prison, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to send you anything at this time because we don't know who you are. So we'll leave it right there. All right, excellent. We have uh, a very special guest this evening for our trail of the month. Um, Triple O, I should. I'm going to let you do the introductions because you know Dea better than any of us. <laughs> well, um, I met Dea hiking in Europe and we hiked the Camino and also all of Portugal together. Um, and she is lucky enough to have gotten to go back to Spain to hike the Costa of Bravo Way. Um, and so we're very, very thrilled to have her on the show to talk to us about this um, interesting hike. I mean, it's a, it's a fun, hopefully, very interesting and, and exciting <laughs> hike in Spain. So welcome, Dea. Welcome hey! to the Trail Show. Hello, everyone. It's long, nice to be here. Long time no hear your voice. Yeah. <laughs> Dea, you sent welcome. us a couple of clips many, many years ago. Yeah, yeah, I did send those many years ago. And then a couple shows back, I was, uh, I had sent a call in to Triple O. Yeah, and it was, um, yeah, and it happened to be in accordance with when Clay Jacobson was spoken about regarding drinking all of that beer, which I have here for D-Lo, a little something that I don't know if Clay Uh, had sent you. No. Any beer you requested, but this is a local Idaho um, mm. Payette Brewing. Oh, fun! I just wanted to torment you a little bit about. Oh, that's great! Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is that? Which one this is that? Is, um, this is Payette Brewing's. It's a hazy. It's the Sofa King Sunny, which you say fast together. The Sofa. 
sunny. And <laughs> ah. uh, it's a it's a favorite. It's a really nice uh, hazy. So. Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I forgot that I forgot that Clay Jacobson drank all that beer on me that was in Salida, and yeah, and Sorry he's never, you know, he knows he knows how to reach me. He knows that I'm oh still my God. here. Well, and, I can just yeah. see it. Like the yeah. best part is that I didn't know, and I just like I can see it. I'm sitting in the recliner, and he's just sitting over there pounding. Dilo's fancy tall boys one after another. Yeah. He's like, oh, I've been hiking so long. I could really drink uh, all this beer because I've been I'm like hiking machine. <laughs> and PBR well, he can drink as, all that beer because he's clay. So yeah. Yeah, and PBR is his preference, but if other yeah. stuff is there, I mean he'll drink the good stuff. Yeah, he's first, not picky. So. No. Yeah. Well, Clay, Clay, if you're listening to tonight, there is still time to make amends <laughs> yeah. and send me a bunch of beer. Yeah. You know how to reach me. I'm at the trail show. You can reach cool. out to me and send me beer. It'd be wonderful. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Yeah. Daya, it's it's yeah. the strange thing for me is that today I learned that you live in Idaho. And I've always yeah. like thought of you as someone who's only in Portugal and Spain. And like <laughs> I've been many places, yeah. many places since then. But um, I just, yes, I, I do live in Boise now. Okay. Well, I, I'm, yeah, I moved here in late 2019. So I oh. had been hiking the PCT in 2019. And about, let's see, around Agua Dulce, I met um, Potatoes, who is my, my companion, my partner. We met while hiking the PCT and I had finished working in Guatemala and he said, hey, do you want to move to my home in Boise? And I've been here since. So and wow. that's how he used to work with Clay many, many moons ago. And I had heard about Clay on the trail show with the ITA and his projects. And so when he said the name, I'm like, I got to meet him. Like, I've been listening to Clay from the trail show. So just weird synchronicities and mm -hmm. cool stuff. So yeah. very cool. Yeah. So talk to us about the Costa Brava way like we. Oh. Um, so this is Spain. This is in like the Cat Catalonia region up above Barcelona. POD and I actually were looking at a map today and realized that we've been in the Costa Brava region because yeah. where we started the GR11 was right near oh. Cap, Cap de Cru, which ah, is. Yeah, a, it's part of the yeah. trail. Yeah. The, yeah. The Costa Brava way. Um also known as um, some call it the Camin del Ronda, meaning like many paths, some the Cami, one path of the Ronda. So his little backstory is the history of it. So it was started as a series of footpaths uh, in the 19th century uh, along the coast for the um, frontier guards to patrol for some for smugglers. So that faded away over time and they connected it with the GR 92. Uh, so another another path in that region to make these series of footpaths along the coast inland of about 220 kilometers, so 140 miles. Um, going through major tourist areas, resort areas, but also through a huge spectrum of geographies. So um, yeah, I just thought it was cool hearing it was an old, uh, like, I don't know, a patrolled path, if you will. Okay. So is it and, a, like, did you hike it as a point to point or is there a loop? Yeah. To be made? Okay. Point yeah. To point. A point, a point to point. So I had been in the Pyrenees working at a retreat center and people there noticed I liked hiking quite a lot. 
And so one of my friends from Argentina is like, have you heard of the Costa Brava way? You can get there north of Barcelona. And I said, I must research this. Mm. And so I didn't even know about it beforehand. I mean, it's not known. I looked up and I found a few blogs. Um, I found a guidebook that was kind of difficult to get because Amazon just did not go to the little village that I was living in. So a little challenging, yeah. um, but I eventually got a guidebook and uh, it had been translated. So the wording was a little bit interesting at times from Spanish and right. uh, yeah, it spoke a lot in the, we are now traversing along this path. And it was, <laughs> it was kind of funny. It was not ultralight either, but you know, it's okay. Uh, yeah, so it is a point to point. You can start it in um, Blanes in the south and go up to Port Boo in the north. Um, it's easy to get to transport wise. You just take a train from Barcelona to, to either point or back. I think when I went to go to Blanes, it was an hour and a half by train. Super cheap, like nice. seven euro to get there. And the euro and the U.S. dollar right now are about on par. So. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was where I started. Then I took a little bus from the station to get to a general area where I then figured out where the trail began based on my little maps and, um, Wikiloc, if one wanted to have some more navigation, um, downloading some of the appropriate maps for Wikiloc could be a good thing. Um, I didn't use it much just that first day. I prefer as triple O knows to like get out my little random piece of paper with my maps <laughs> and just gotta figure it out that way. I tried to be really old school for this one versus other trails where you're pulling out your your gut hook or whatever yeah. it's called now and uh or your Gaia or whatever else I just the sign the trail was really well marked so easy to follow How long just were you for on? a little context oh, they yeah. had tried to navigate across <laughs> Portugal with a map the size of like a dollar bill <laughs> I'm waving so, it around I'm like look look at this we can uh, reference it goes this. to this city so this must be the trail I don't know yeah well I knew what to town we were going to next roughly and I'm like yeah. but we must go this yeah. way so yeah like the trail was really well marked with the the and another point to make about this trail is it's kind of like a series of trails um so not like I'm thinking like with the CDT how there's you know the red line and there's all these alternates and and whatnot now this depending on if the coast is too rocky or treacherous it pulls you into the GR92 where you're going inland a bit so you might be on the coast for a while you might be going into the mountains it is not flat there is a lot of up and down um which was cool whereas we found the Camino de Santiago there was a lot of flat um yeah you're you're in small villages you're in farmland you're of course along the beautiful coast with the the coves and the the rocky cliffs um yeah the landscape getting north is very rugged um mm. dolly actually salvador dolly lived in the north you go by his house and uh which is now yeah yeah. We went by his house too, I believe. Yeah, but Cap yeah. yeah, that area uh, is yeah. so beautiful. So you know that that area, I mean, his art was so inspired by the, yeah. the, the landscape and the geological structure and the Pyrenees there. So it was, it was really diverse going from like touristy Mediterranean towns, which were dead in November, like ghost town, um, 
and then going to this raw landscape in the north. Yeah. Yeah, I I specifically remember passing a Playa Nudista as we were walking. Oh, there were many. Yep, there were many. (laughs) Although I didn't honestly see many because I walked it in mid-November. The temperatures were amazing because you're you're talking about in the 60s, close to 70. Um, I mean, I was able to get in the sea and that was fantastic. Um, It wasn't too hot and I can't stand hiking in the heat. So mm-hmm. amen. Yeah, yeah. Amen. So that was just wonderful. Um, I only had one real day of rain and it was intense. Uh, there's a wind that kind of flares up called La Tramontana in the north. And uh, it's said that the fishermen know to moor their boats at that time because it can mm. be so intense. And I could definitely see it, how that could happen, because it was, I was blowing around, and uh, it was wild with the rain and the wind and the sound, Mm. so. Yeah. God. How long were you out there total? How many days? So, I was, all right, so, as I said, it's about 140 miles. The book that I use divides it into stages, Mm -hmm. and it gives it 10 days, which when you do the math, you're like, ooh, that's, you don't need to be walking a lot. Um, so I was out there for 11 days. Some friends met me. So I did two days in a short section to to be with them because they didn't want to, you know, go fast. And I was working with daylight because of that time of year, you don't have as much of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I also approached the trail in the way, like, I don't want to crush. I don't want to crush miles. I've done that on other trails. I had just been in the Pyrenees doing a bunch of stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to follow the itinerary going like, Some days are 20 miles, some days are 10 miles. And that was awesome. So yeah, 11 days total that I was out there. Wow. That's that's nice. That's a kind of a great length. Yeah. Did you you camp or were you staying in town or what was the, what were the accommodations like on this trail? Okay. So if one was to do it in the season, which would be like May to maybe October, there are camping options for people. Now, I had gone to Spain without much of my gear. So I didn't, I knew it would all be closed anyway, but I just wanted to carry a day bag for this, like my day bag, trekking poles, and that was it. I just wanted to go light and enjoy that experience too. So that's a different aspect than the Camino de Santiago, where it's set up very affordably with the hostels. This, there were two hostels that were open, my first night and my last night. Other than that, it was a mix of little like pensions, um, hotels. A lot of things are totally shut down this time of year. Like, I don't know why people wouldn't go to the Mediterranean in November. It was lovely, but yeah. I guess Europeans don't want to. So some of the places that I stayed were a little more expensive um, than I would normally spend on myself. But mm-hmm. recent, yeah, it's it just was the way of the nature of the beast. And it was fine. We were in that area in August and we absolutely melted. Yes. Yeah. Awful. And yeah. that was a bad decision. I would have much yeah. preferred November. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because water's a thing, week. too, yeah. you know, yeah. on this trail. Like, water hmm. was not um, plentiful. There were not a lot of the drinking fountains in the towns, like on the Camino. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And, like, okay, I you're not as hot, but you should still hydrate. Um, right. And because a lot of the towns were smaller ones were shut, 
you couldn't buy it either. So I really mm. had to like think about that. Um, I mean, and some of the areas, um, you know, you just go into a restroom and it's not going to be the best drinking water, but it's potable. But one area I went into, um, it was in a nature reserve close to Rosa's and I went in to fill up my water and then I look at the sign and it was in Catalan. And I'm like, I think that means that's not potable. Uh, <laughs> like, I think that's the case. Yeah. And um, so sure enough, the, the woman who ran the visitor center said, yeah, we used to have a drinking fountain, but the water around here now has a lot of heavy metals in it. Oh. So, um, yeah, so oh, wow. water um, was definitely the guidebook I used, the blogs I referenced and Wikiloc's not going to tell you that. Like, right. I didn't know about water sources, so I just carried. Um, and th so that's one thing to think about in the off season. Although I think if you drink like one day's worth of water with heavy metals, probably okay. Probably yeah. fine. I mean, I, uh, yeah, for sure. No. I, I've no, definitely okay. been in places yeah. I probably drank. Actually, yeah, probably. I, yeah, I think one I day. <laughs> yes, big deal. It's 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 just that prolonged exposure to that stuff yeah. that you want to be aware of yeah. when it just builds up in your system, you know. For sure, yeah. So that was that was something to consider. Same with you know, in a lot of places in Europe, you got to think about Sundays if you're going to resupply. Mm -hmm. A lot of things are shut, you know, especially in those small towns. Oh yeah, like nothing. One yeah, absolutely nothing. So that's and mainly I was resupplying just at you know, kind of what we did on the Camino, just going into the grocery store, getting my salad bag and like, you know, whatever to put in it and going with that. So wait a minute, Dea, you didn't <laughs> embrace the Catalonian diet of wine, cigarettes, cured meats <laughs> and French bread? No, a little bit, of, a little bit of bread. Yeah, I didn't in, embrace it as much. Okay, I mean, tri okay. Triple O knows that my classic going in is like, I want ice cream. I want salad i want hummus i want the the, the tortilla you know which has the potatoes yeah. and the oh, eggs yeah. and all that but those are so I, good yeah i that was a nice thing a lot of the places that you would stay provide a breakfast and it's not like your motel six continental breakfast stuff like it was nice so i would just eat a big breakfast and then have snacks and yeah yeah so it, oh, good. <laughs> a lot of people already know this but some people don't like most towns especially in Spain that we hiked in and around, there aren't any laundromats. So just out of curiosity, yeah. did you just, did you decide to clean your clothes at any point <laughs> during your 11 days out there? And how did you do it? No, I washed, you know, I hand washed my underwear when I would go into the, you know, the places yeah. that I'd stay. Right. I think I, I had three pairs of socks. I washed a pair too. Okay. Everything else. I just, you know, cause I, I, I treated it like a through hike in the sense of that I just wore the same clothes. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. So I didn't, I didn't wash those. Yeah. Why don't, why don't these towns have laundromats? It's not a thing over there. It's not a thing. Who? No. Everybody has a laundry a washer and dryer in their home or a washer, like a, not a, a hotel. Dryer. Yeah, dryer. they can't dry. Yeah, yeah, you put it outside because it's sunny and warm. But yeah, huh? Yeah. A little you known fact any... about hiking in that part mm -hmm. of Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah laundry. You had disappointment in that you could not find the ice cream that we used to oh, always look for. No, I know. And I went in, I went into Mercadona, the store, and I looked. And even though I know I couldn't have eaten it all myself, I mean I switched more to like the Magnum bars and those things while I was there. But um 
yeah, it was not there. The cookies and cream. I was so sad. It was this, I don't know what, it, but they had this so cookies good. and cream ice cream, but the bottom layer was literally like a brownie. It was basically like a brownie. It was brownie. so good with chocolate sauce so and good. fudge. And, yeah, I, it was so uh, good. Yeah, no, they didn't. They you didn't can't get it. That. Yeah, oh, that was. But I did discover something became my end of the day treat. Have any of you ever had Vichy Catalan? The, it's like a sparkling water there. Oh, Oh my gosh, my thing at the end of the day was let me get one of these beautiful glass bottles of the sparkling water with like a lemon and just drink it. I don't know oh, why wow. that was my craving, but you know how you crave certain things when you're hiking? Yes, yes. I craved Vichy Catalan. I Interesting. Don't know. Very so they, weird. They, we became <laughs> big fans of the Fanta Limon that uh-huh. we could okay. buy in yeah. Spain, which is different than Fanta drinks here in, in yes. the US. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. Beauty, I've seen it. Yeah. What was it about Fanta Limon that, that just like captured I think us? because it was like so hot, so hot. <laughs> you know, and it just, everybody had it. And it's not something that we would get here ever. Yeah. yeah. I think even if we were hot and we rolled into a town here, we wouldn't get it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, it was hot. so hot. It was. I couldn't imagine it in, in August. Like, yeah. oof, it just it wouldn't have been. Don't do wouldn't it. have been my speed at all. Yeah. So, is this trail well known to the people in the towns around there? Like, like I remember on the Camino. Like, if you took the wrong street, like some old lady would come out and say you're going <laughs> the wrong way, um, because they all recognize you as a Camino hiker. But is this like a? Do people know about this trail there, or are they like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, well, there were parts of it that I felt were super, super remote. I I should mention also in that time of year, I only saw one other um, young woman who was doing a three-day section. She was from Germany. And then I met two folks from the Czech Republic who were through hiking it as like a longer trip from Prague to Granada, southern Spain. Wow. um, Wow. Yeah, a little side note to that. They actually tipped me off to a very important bit of information because my guidebook had said I mentioned there were sometimes alternates like you can go the coastal route or the inland and it might change the mileage a bit and this one day I had planned on following the coast and I saw that there was a river but the book's like oh it's crossable I'm like great and I saw this couple a couple days before the hand they're like pro tip um the um what was the river called it was called the Tela, I believe um the Gola del Ter, so the Rio El Ter, is not passable. We tried. There's no way in heck we could have gotten around it this time of year. So mm. had I gone to that, I would have had to, I would have been hiking in the dark to try to, and way many more miles to get around it. So thank goodness I met them for that reason. But you know, you talk to other hikers, they give you intel about water yeah, sources. Of I didn't have that. Like there were times I didn't see anybody, which I kind of liked, but getting closer to the tourist areas, triple O, you would see people, you know, just out and about doing their things. Some people just Mm -hmm. walking, running. Um, But I didn't get a lot of weird stares, but it didn't seem like that time of year. It was super common for what I was doing. Were you on, were you on trails? Were you on like cobblestone roads? What's the, what's the surfaces like? Yeah, a lot of different stuff. So some like coastal paths, some beach, um, some beautiful walkways, you know, along the coast with cobblestones. There were um, pavement, you know, going through some of the rural areas. Um, 
mountainous trail. So it was really, really diverse in the wow. sense of the different types um, and definitely more challenging, I'd say, than the Camino de Santiago, the part we did. I mean, I remember only in the beginning was there a little bit of a little bit up there and then most of it, except yeah. for the, the side routes that we chose to make up. But um, hey, you, you mentioned that guidebook. Would you are there any websites you would point people to specifically? Oh, there's a um, guidebook. Yeah, I can. Um, there were a couple blogs that I could okay. definitely send to you to link that I used. And then Perfect. the name of this book, um, the Costa Brava Way, which, again, is, you know, is available, probably not in bookstores around here, but Amazon. Um, right. Yeah, so those are those are definitely resources for sure. Okay, very cool. Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, it's a great thing. You could do a small section. Um, their services also, I, I noticed some people using in the blogs that I read, let's say you want to hike with your dad who's 75, that these services will give you all the maps, they'll porter your services, they'll, or, or excuse me, porter your belongings and arrange wow. your stay. So it's kind of like uh, slack packing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. in some in some sense which is nice for some people who who you know might want to do it but want to do it a different way sure yeah yeah cool. that's pretty cool yeah it's a lot um, of different options there that's nice yes, definitely definitely is, different options is there anything else you want to get out there about the costa brava way before we move along tonight yeah, there's this really cool, um, he's kind of like a trail angel. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun experience. Um, going between this little section called Palamos to Calela. And he he had a colony of cats, like 12 of them that lived on the beach with him. What? He would give Whoa. you water if you wanted it, but he also would, um, you could write down your wishes and uh, mm. he would burn them at New Year's as like, an offering and um I, cool. I i was with my two friends at that time and they were very into it i was very hungry so i did not really interact <laughs> much with him or the cats i'm like sorry no wishes for me i'm focused with food my wishes um, for food yeah that was it i was just like okay this is beautiful i can't and, wait on new year's <laughs> yeah i was like this is gorgeous and but you know um yeah so do you have any pictures up from your time hiking out there anywhere uh, not really I, okay. i'm not i'm not okay. on instagram i mean i have a facebook account i mean i could send you some pictures but you know what send us some some photos and I'm we'll actually key. post them with the episode yeah post. Yeah, yeah i'll definitely definitely cool. do that i also i wanted to ask because it distracted me before but i tried to stay focused mm -hmm. do you know that guy wheezy waiter like Dilo? he just he looks a lot like him and no. i just wasn't sure if there was a similarity or no, no. oh my god no. someone like clued me into him I, recently. I actually don't know oh, who, no. i don't really know who wheezy waiter is oh, okay. um should he's your doppelganger yeah he can send you beer maybe he can send you beer maybe he can send us beer he yeah that would be I great i mean he's a waiter he's probably Dilo, got this is like beer. the fourth but no i you know him. no wheezy waiter and i uh, first of all, I don't know who Weezy Waiter is, but he and I are not the same person. <laughs> just, just that I had sounds to like say something. It. That sounds like something Weezy Waiter would say, honestly. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, it's not. I think his name not, is Craig Benzine. Yeah, uh, no, no relation. In fact, I don't even know who he is. 
Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, you no, know, I had no to worries. ask. Thanks. It was, it was That's probing. really, really fun me. hearing about your hike. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun seeing you. And I hope you get that beer sometime. And... Sometime. Yeah, I know Clay's good for it. I know he's good for it. Yeah, he will. Yeah. He will be. I'm sure I'll see him sometime soon mm-hmm. in some shape or form. I'll remind him. Yeah. Hey, That'd Dave, be great. before we say goodbye, do you have any yeah. hiking plans for this year? Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, there's so much right here in Idaho, as yeah, as you totally. know. I mean, Pia, I know you've hiked a ton here with the ICT. Um, yeah, I'd love to get more into the sawtooth. I, I haven't really worked much since the beginning of July. I was on the Colorado Trail. I hiked it in July. And, you know, there were other things that I, you know, have been away. So I kind of want to buckle down a little bit this year and maybe work more. <laughs> I don't know, a little bit, little trips, okay. I, you know, that type of thing. So, I mean, they'll always be hiking. Um, yeah, yeah, but we'll see <laughs> send us some audio if you get out there in the sawtooth yes. or yeah for wherever. sure um, i definitely maybe yeah. clay and i'll send something yeah. together so very for cool sure. feel free awesome. to send beer yeah oh, you yeah, can that beer. <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. you can do that that's awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, Daya, thanks so much for thank talking you to guys all of us for having me on. Right away. Yes. Yeah. Thank no, you wait, one so last much. question. Oh, one yeah. last question. Would you call it the Costa Bravo Way or the Cami Camino del Ronda? Camino del Ronda. What is both. it? Both. Both. It, 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 people call it both. I mean, you'll see the signs that refer to it more so as the Camino del Ronda out there. There's like the green yeah. trail markers, then mm-hmm. there's the red and white blazes for the GR92. So people would refer to it as both. It's like interchangeable. The Costa Brava Way, yeah. But yep. Costa Brava is the area. Costa Brava mm-hmm. Way could be the trail, but real, but a lot of people call it the Camino del Ronda. That's okay. right. Yeah. Very cool. Hands down. Wanted cool. To clear clear awesome. up that confusion. All right, folks, we're going to go to break. When we get back, we've got a special gear review, something we never do, some trip reports, and maybe a mailbag item or two. Don't go anywhere. This is John Z, and I never listened to The Trail Show. All right, yeah. folks, The Trail Show is back. Delo finally got a huge delivery of beer. Delo, can you speak on it? I got a huge delivery of beer, guy. So we we said, I told you we were setting aside beer. Yeah, for months. you did. And I picked it and up. We did. I came back. I came back, and I picked it up. And there are a smorgasbord of beer in Ooh. there. There's yep. quite a few wit beers. There's quite a few of there's a six pack of these polygamy porters from the Wasatch Brewing Company. Yeah. There are some really tasty whopping 10% ABV Imperial Stouts, which I quite like. Uh yeah, yeah so man. there's quite a smorgasbord. The squeaky wheel gets the yeah. grease. Yeah. I, I will <laughs> I do want to say though about this Wasatch polygamy porter. Many, many years ago, I was extremely excited to to somebody, I think my stepfather might have given me a six-pack of Wasatch Polygamy Porter 
many years ago and I was a was like amazing was like wow look at this this is the most fun beer you've ever seen it's so funny like it's good drinking these now they're not that great (laughs) (laughs) not that great it's not a bad porter but it's like you've had more you you have a yeah i i think i'm i do have more refined tastes and you know um the late paul magnanti yeah would probably back me up with with my thoughts about this wasatch brewing company polygamy porter it's a classic it's been around for decades you know polygamy the wasatch brewing company was established in 1986 which back in the day in utah just opening up a brewing company like yeah you're you're going for it right like you're you're really rocking the rocking well and naming your flagship beer polygamy porter and putting billboards in salt lake city with that beer's namesake, you are on it. rocking caused, the boat. You are yeah, rocking the they boat. They cause a but, stir. Yeah. So I mean, and, it sounds I, like they made it well. If yeah, if you, still you around, think it's right? going to be really good, and then you find out that it's actually not. That's probably pretty accurately up on, named. Coming up on forty a lot of years. Have that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but coming up on forty years too. You know, it's like they're still around. But I think it's similar to what what you just talked about happening with Fat Tire, right? It's like, yeah, right, everybody. Like here we are, Fat Tire. Everybody knows what fat tire is, and let's make it something totally different. So, yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of a interesting take on what this polygamy porter is, which is like you said, it's their flagship beer. It's something that's been around for since the, the mid '80s. So, yeah. But anyways, I was excited to get it, less excited to drink it. <laughs> Very nice. Should we do trip reports? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Who's going to start us off? I don't have any trips, I don't think. What? Well, I definitely had a trip when I drove to Midway Barbecue in whoop, South Carolina whoop. to That's meet true. Up we with shared a trip and Disco. Whoop, whoop. That's right. <laughs> we that was uh only a few weeks ago, PUD and I were back in South Carolina to go um hang out with my mom. She had a big birthday and oh you guys didn't come just to hang out with me i barbecue actually we did yeah (laughs) my mom's birthday was just you know just a circumstance of the visit but yeah we we drove up to union south carolina went for a walk on the walking path and then had some barbecue with triple o and tarlin it was really good barbecue really good yeah it was great i'll also add that the walking path we found in union had a mm. had a spot along the way where they had a um this little <laughs> like three foot tall uh kind of looked like post. an obelisk post for cigarette butts uh which I <laughs> found to be interesting that you would put that on a walking path for folks that are trying to get exercise but I can tell you for a fact that POD and I saw someone stopped at the post smoking. And they put their cigarette butt in the post like they were supposed to do when they were done. Hmm. Yep. We did see it in use. And it said, didn't it say something funny on it, P.O.D.? It said butts only. I took a picture with it. Butts only. I don't know. Triple O, what would you think about that barbecue? I thought the barbecue was great. I even got to help an older lady who couldn't get her her, uh, car... um, hood hood open or closed properly so i felt useful at the barbecue place as well and there was lots of locals coming in and out 
as it was like closing down for the day. Yeah. So you know that they were rushing. You know it's good when locals are running in there last yeah. minute to grab whatever yep. they can. South Carolina's got some good barbecue, and this is definitely one of the spots. It was great. Okra. Good sides, too. You get a meat and I got to actually learn more about South Carolina barbecue because there's it's kind of like in the – it's like when two rivers come together and they have different, you know, South Carolina is right between like the mustard people and like the vinegar, <laughs> vinegar people. people. The mustard the... people. Oh my God, I love it. Also known as meeple. <laughs> oh, yeah. POD, POD is being, POD does have a trip report that, that she's skimping on. POD went for her first trail run today in how many months? Eight, 10? I think probably the last time we went running was in February of last year. So 11? Yeah. I think I did. That's, that's a pretty monumental thing. Were you on Were you on dry trails or snowpack? There's a tiny bit of snow on there. Mm, all right. Not much. Very, very nice. Um, I have re-injured myself, not my back. It's, I don't know, something to do with my right glute or IT band or something over there. I don't know. It hurts. But um. I was just like, screw it. I'm going to go running today. I haven't been forever. So I went out there. There wasn't a soul out there because it was kind of cold and gray and there's some snow on the trail. And um, it was great just to be out there. I got to say. So ran two miles. Bam. Very nice. That's awesome. Didn't set any records, but uh, I got myself out there. You're back. You're back, baby. That's right. Well, I did some beach hiking around Miami on December 30th. Um, I did, in fact, go down <laughs> to Miami for the Orange Bowl. I did, in fact, fly southwest. I did, in fact, have an on-time flight, both going to Miami and coming from Miami back to Denver. It's a miracle. Um, it was 84 degrees in Miami <laughs> on December 30th, and the beaches were packed with people. My Clemson Tigers lost. Doesn't matter. Had a good time some old college buddies and uh sipping cold drinks on a hot beach sounds amazing nice i i too was going to mention a trip report that involves southwest airlines oh I flew, I flew from denver to new york city on southwest airlines before all of armageddon set in <laughs> <laughs> and i waited it out in new york kind of watching armageddon unfold and thought to myself, oh, there's no way that they're not going to have this back together when we fly home a week and a half from now or whatever it was. And I just watched time tick yeah. and the flights be canceled every day. Another day, another 2,000 canceled flights. Another day, another 2,000 canceled flights, whatever it was, some ridiculous number. And it got to the point where I started to worry. And so <laughs> I bought a whole nother round of airline tickets oh. for the following week, oh. except these were fully refundable airline tickets, mm. which lived up to their name. When nowhere Southwest airlines came through for us and stopped canceling flights the day yep. that we flew from New York city back to Denver, yep. which is pretty amazing. And United airlines who I haven't flown with in a decade or two, because I actually quite like Southwest, despite their yeah, I do too. Same. Despite their too. lack of investment in their information technology systems. <laughs> despite that, I still think they're a great airline and very got great com- customer service. 
But United came through for us and refunded the $1,000 in airline tickets that I didn't need to use. Awesome. Which is totally amazing. You know, and I also went to up to uh, Silverthorne. Have I talked about that? No. I went and saw Fidget. You have not spoken on it. I did go up there and we did go for a walk on some backcountry roads with a dog. Mm. I went up there and spent the night. Silverthorne? Yeah, that's kind of one of her home bases. I thought she was in Moab. Moab? No, that's Neon. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. I actually just listened to a podcast with the two of them. Which um, one? On the Out of Bounds Collective or the, uh, the Out and Back or something? No, the Out of, the Out of, no, it's this whole, that what it's called? This, this guy called Adam Outbound. X. Outbounds, Adam X. What is this, man? Hold on. Come on, man. We got to get all right, these. Just, all right. Hold on. All right. Hold on. We got to get he's these. A fellow, <laughs> Fellow podcaster. He's a fellow podcaster, man. I listened to his thing, man. His thing was pretty good. Oh, let me go. Let me click through the ads. Who What's was his MySpace? Out of bounds. What was it, man? Oh my God. This is like Is he on Friendster? Oh, more ads. Oh, I, I, gotta, I gotta pay for a podcast. Is he on Napster? Uh he is on the Is he on out Netscape of ba- Navigator? It's the Out of Collective. It's the Out of Collective. They've got a couple different podcasts. Um I listened to an interview that Adam X did with Fidget and Neon. Huh. Pretty good. They were they were about seventeen hundred miles from being done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're up there in Canada, probably last summer. Yeah, it was pretty good. That's yeah. our trip reports. Real quick, I want to mention two books that uh, were brought to my attention. I have not read these books, but they were brought to my attention. Um, The first book is called White Mountains State, a four-year journey hiking and summiting New Hampshire's 48 highest peaks by Keith Gentile. Dilo, this is probably a book that that you know all about. Haven't you done the the 48 highest peaks? Okay. The second Mm -hmm. book is called Trail Dogs and Firefighters, a memoir from the Burning West by Robert Roller. Both of these books are available Amazon. If you're looking for a book to read, check them out. Cool. Um, I tell you what, let's take one last break. We'll come back in. We'll me and uh Triple O've got a, a watch to talk about. And we've got some donors. The rest of the show. To shout out and ask a hiker with Dilo. This is Flamingo, and I never listen to The Trail Show. Oh, my God. I got to go to bed. Is The Trail still, Show still happening? The Trail Show is still happening, <laughs> D'Lo. And um, Triple O and I want to speak very quickly. This is a, a rare gear review on The Trail Show. <gasps> wow. Yep. Stop Not the press. Non-10-stake? So Casio Pro Trek Watches was kind enough to send a couple of samples our way. And um, we tried them out. And what they sent us was the Casio Pro Trek PRG 340-1 watches. And just just for a bit of background, I have, for the last like 10 years, I've had a $30 Timex with a $20 watch compass attached to the band. 
That's what I've been rolling <laughs> with. And I think Triple O has been like, he's got a fancy Garmin GPS watch. Is that right? Yeah, I've had, I mean, the last two watches I've had, one was a Samsung smartwatch, and then a, now I have a Garmin okay. Forerunner. But so he's this, a lawyer yeah. and you're a forester, so exactly. that makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> but but this is this is actually good because I come from like the most bare bones basic yeah. watch background, whereas Triple O has had like legitimate smart watches and GPS watches and those sort of things. So I feel like the, the Casio Pro Trek is kind of like the sweet middle ground. It's an altimeter watch, but it's also got barometer. It's got a um, digital compass. It's got a thermometer. Um, but for me, the best the the best selling part about this watch is that it's solar powered. So if you're hiking long trails with smartwatches, you're you're keeping the the whole piece about having to recharge them somewhat frequently at the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Even if you're hiking like I was with Timexes, I would sometimes carry a spare watch battery because you never know when it's going to die. But with a solar powered watch and this one in particular, um, apparently a full charge will take the watch months. So I think what I read is that four hours in the sun would get you a month worth of charge. Wow. That's amazing. It is amazing. It shouldn't be too hard on a hoot. On no, a right? <laughs> no, unless you're hiking in the polar night, um, you'll probably be okay. But yeah, that that to me, at least from a, a long distance hiking standpoint, is a huge selling point. Um, I could also say it's kind of cool. Like apparently the the plastics in the watch are they're crafted from biomass plastics made with castor oil, and um, the band is made from corn. So I thought that was kind of unique. I mean, it feels pretty sturdy and rugged to me, but yeah, it, it definitely feels like it's built tough. Yeah. Like a, it's like a tank. I mean, I think this is a watch that's meant to be banged around and survive. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's it, not like it doesn't have a touch screen or something like that where you're gonna be devastated if you crack. I mean, right? It's just it's, it's built to withstand things. Um, you know, it's got a bezel that's raised up so that you're not going to easily crack the screen or something like that. Yep. Water resistant to 100 meters. Awesome. It's got yeah. a And if you're 100 sunset. meters deep, then you've, you've got <laughs> more problems wrong. than a watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's point. really no point. Unless it's a scuba watch. Like, why do you make a watch that can go more than like 100 feet deep? Right. Because like, right. if you're that deep, you're just, you're going down to the bottom anyway. <laughs> You're not coming back up. Yeah, something went drastically wrong in your with your yeah. adventure. Um, the other cool thing I noticed about it, it's got this power saving mode. So at night, the screen actually goes blank to save power. Um, and then as soon as you pick it up and move it, the, the screen comes back on. Never seen that in a watch before. I, I'm sure all the smart watches do that. But um, yeah, so I can tell you just from my experience, I'm not going back to my old $30 Timex. I'm 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 probably gonna stick with this thing. The only like negatives I would give for me personally is that the um the LED light only stays on for three seconds. In the past, like I've had watches where if you're trying to go through the modes at night, maybe set a alarm for the morning. If you turn on the light and as as long as you're pressing buttons and and like going through menus, the light stays on. But with this watch, the light goes off after three seconds so you have to keep pressing the light again um and the other the other knock i would say is that the alarms there's like five different alarms plus a snooze alarm so there's a lot of alarm options but oh. 
um, the the actual sound isn't that loud, and that may or may not be good for folks. For me, I'm a heavy sleeper. I need a loud alarm to like make sure I wake up. But POD, it could be like the tiniest little ding, and she's like <laughs> wide awake and bouncing around the house. I, so, I have a question about this yes, watch, Dilo. Please, does this watch feel bulky on your wrist? Does the band feel bulky? Is the watch itself big? The the watch is bigger than my old thirty dollar watch, but it yeah. it still doesn't feel bulky. It doesn't to me. look that big. I mean, uh-huh. again, it's bigger than my other one, but I personally don't feel like it's bulky. Triple O, how does it compare to your GPS it's a, watch? It, it's like slightly bigger than than really? the Carmen watch. Um, huh, that's surprising to me. Mostly because it's a little bit more like protected than the Garmin. Like it's a big, it's a large watch. Like on, you know, if, if you're like wanting a very slim, slim watch, it's not for you. But yeah. it, it fits fine on on probably most people as long as you're comfortable with a larger watch. So like the, it's it's all controlled by buttons, and the buttons are pretty big and easy to press. So like if you're trying to work with it with gloves on, it's not gonna be uh, yeah. too big of a hassle. Totally. Um, I have used like I I used a watch like probably the ancient grandfather of this watch when i hiked the pct and cdt oh um and and i found that the out like the barometric pressure and the altimeter were very handy on hikes just because like it kind of can tell you they're not necessarily like the altitude is not necessarily accurate but it is fairly accurate as far as like altitude change right so like if you know you have like a thousand foot climb you can check the altitude at yeah. the beginning of it and you have a pretty yeah. good idea it kind of can give you a pretty good idea of like how far you've gone up and the barometric pressure i found that like as it drops it does usually indicate a storm or some rain coming so yeah. if you are really paying attention to it um it can it can be pretty useful i think it definitely sits in that in that middle ground between a, a smart watch and like a, just a time only kind of watch yeah um but yeah i mean the charging thing is great that you basically never have to worry about worry about it at all as far yeah. as battery goes and it's it seems very durable and i know the ones that i had lasted i mean i beat the hell out of them for <laughs> thousands of miles and they were they still work yeah um and i assume this is the same kind of durability yeah. so yeah if you're not if you don't want a smartwatch this is a this is a great option for hiking yeah, and I'll just add retail on this watch is 280 bucks, which is a lot cheaper than a fair number of Garmin and Sunto watches that I looked at online. I think I saw the yeah, high, the highest end Garmin watch is $999 and wow. Yeah. I can buy a Mac I don't know what they Air do for cheaper if than, they like hike for you or something or for how <laughs> Yeah, I mean like it's why yeah. it's why I'll never own an iPhone. It's like I I use the the $899 MacBook Air laptop price is my baseline for gadgets. <laughs> and it, if a phone or a watch costs more than a MacBook Air, I don't I don't even consider it. But, you know, I'm also, I guess I'm just cheap, a cheap bastard. I don't know. <laughs> Dilo, what, what's your take on all this, man? What Are you a $999 watch owner? Oh, no. No, I am. Um... The reason I, I have very cheap, I've used very cheap watches because for for all that I use a watch for is just to keep an eye on the time, mm-hmm. and I want to be able to have a light to see the watch at night, 
and an alarm and date, right? That's kind of all that I need yeah. in a watch that I've ever used. You're like for. me. You're like <laughs> the reason why I ask about the bulkiness is because I have a, a very a small low pro profile watch, but I got a new band for it recently because the old band was just a Velcro band that was falling apart. So I bought a new band for it at the hardware store. Hmm. And, and it feels terribly bulky to me, even with this new band. So I only wear it when I go outside and I'm on the trail and I want to keep mm -hmm. track of the time and not have to whip out a cell phone to do to do such a thing. Or maybe I want to, maybe I'm out overnight and I want to, you know, look at the watch in the middle of the night and turn the cell phone off during the day. But yeah. it's it's bulky to the fact that if I'm like sitting here during the day at this desk where I am now, and I'm at the keyboard, I have to actually take the watch off because it feels too uncomfortable underneath my my hands. You know, oh, really? Keyboard. Yeah. So that's Ooh, why I asked about the bulkiness, you know. But I guess if you're like using a GPS watch, probably you're not like sitting no. at your computer. Typing. No. And, you know, I'm like sitting in like one wrist is on the on the desk and the other yeah. is like bulked up. Yeah. Right, so. But anyways, like that's why I asked, because I, I also looking at new watches nowadays, like, oh, maybe I should go buy a $60 watch. Like, oh, look at this beautiful watch band and stuff. But it's like it's big. You know, it's like, uh -huh. oh, man, I don't want I just mm -hmm. want a little watch. I just want a small thing. And I had a small thing, but it was, you know, analog and it didn't have a light. Which is like, well, dude, it's really hard to see. Yeah, you need a light. To know man. what time it is yeah. in the middle of the night when I'm looking at my watch. Yeah. You know? so anyways. Dilo, sounds nice like talking. you might need a micro watch or perhaps a nano watch. Wow, I've never heard of micro watches or nano watches. It's like a micro or a nano, nano watch. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I can I can fathom what a nano watch is. Okay. Huh. Very good. Uh, POD, <laughs> do we have any donors this month? <laughs> we did. <clears throat> Okay, oh here we go. Yes. Yeah. Bernard Wolf. Hey. Russ Not Fuss Kinder. Craig Pisco Gully. What I got. What Bobby I got. Walters. Trevor hey. Smoke. Hey. If you got it, the Bowman. Jeffrey Cottonmouth Caldwell. Diane so Pinkers. Stein. David Sarcasm the Elf. Hey. Oh, what I Justin got. Knowles. Ingrid well, Gerard. Uh, Vermont. Vermont. Pat the Bouncer Dixon. Young Trap. The Weekend. Stephen the Hustler Russell. Hustle. Emma Hustle. the Brute Bruce. Bruce. Renee Shira Patrick. Shira. Wesley the Haggis Addict Greenwood. He needs it. Kevin Chickpea Cross and Sasha Honeydew Codet. Tebow Not Tim yeah. Williams. Chickpea. Tommy the Meat Popsicle Stevens. Joseph Pecker. Brandon Lostball's Love Lady. There you go. Shira the Switch Blady and Brian the Big McNamara. Big McNamara. Morgan, if you got it. Phil Felipe Gilbert, David the Geode Hale, Krusty, Tony Sheboygan Brewing Pitts, Kenosha Kick, Wisconsin, Rachel Dimeham and Dime Merchant, Bo Mpson. I, I think that's just Dan Thompson. Uh, Richie no, Rich, Lemuel Glasgow, Dan Mark the Nuclear Farmer, Homer, Eric the Robber's Son. Daniel Fundip Sharps killed Bill Cottrell. Woody Yukon Caboose Bass. Boop. Matt Frantum. Tim the Hooch Hoochins. Hoochie Coochie. Paul True Love. True Love, oh baby. The Curtis Ware. Tyler the Kerminator. Kermoade. Kermoade. Ray Fitch. Andrew Paget. Vermont. Andy Pandy. Pat. Wait, is it Pin? Pit Papkin? What a guy. Pit Papkin. Pit Papkin. Kurt, Leo, Newton, 
Leo Green. Flash. Flash. Bob Hobo Evans. Kristen Fancy Mac. Hartung. Fancy Mac. Victor Flamingo Newton. You see him at the rocks. Simon, the German vampire Rosenfeld. Vampire, send us some audio. We need some audio. Marvin, Maverick, Gasser, El Hacador. Tucson, Arizona. (laughs) Bear down, down, Wildcats. Jack, Thigh High Billings, and Jib. Jim? (laughs) Jib? No, I think it's Jib. Jib Heemer. Jib Heemer. Jim Heger. Jib. Jib Hedger. Jib Hybner. No, Hedger? Jim Heber. Heber? Overgard? Him Beaner. Jib. 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 Sorry about that. Did we have Jib. any one offs, Beauty? Yes, we did. Back in like November, Mike Scott's owner, Matt Hias, also known as Matthias. Donated and somehow I missed November, it. Huh? I don't know how. I'm such. I'm, I have so much attention to detail. I'm not sure how it got past me, but somehow I it's missed it. I wonder anybody's name gets mentioned on the show. <laughs> <laughs> say it, like. uh, it's true, and and I always tell people if I miss you, please yeah. don't feel weird about emailing me because I, I want to mention everyone, but I I'm not the most detail oriented person for some things. Speaking of El Hikador, he did mm-hmm. call in. So maybe we should what? listen to his, his Let's listen uh, to a call right yep. now. Okay, here we go. go. We're, I don't know where this journey is going because I have not listened to this yet. This could go yes. anywhere. Very dangerous right now. Hola, ¿qué tal? Es el Hikador, Marvin Maverick Kessler de Tucson, Arizona. People, los gatos, vato, bear down. Yo, uh, just rolling through Vegas. Um, got done uh, knocking out uh, 80 miles of the Hayduke. Oh, no, not the Hayduke. Sorry, the Get, the Grand Enchantment Trail <laughs> down in uh, Arizona. But, uh, yeah, anyways, I'm just calling to, to wish you all a uh, uh, Happy New Year, all for you. And um, glad to hear uh, POD, the back is doing better. Um, yeah, so, um, oh, and the other thing is, uh, while I was out there, I got caught up with the last three episodes all the way up to November of the trail show, and, uh, man, what is up with me? Like, uh, something must be wrong with me, you know, like, I tell my, ask my kids, like, at least once a week, you know, I'm a fifth grade school teacher, and I ask my kids, uh, children, uh, ask me, what is wrong with me? And so they're like, Mr. Castor, what is wrong with you? And I say, a lot! So, uh, yeah, there's a lot wrong with me. Uh, sorry about the uh, SEC, Pac-12, you know, Viva Los Gatos, whatever, man. But, uh, yeah, life is good. Heading back to cold uh, SLC up in Utah, back to the teaching duties on Wednesday. And, again, just going to wish you guys a uh, happy new year. Adios. Viva Los Gatos. Adios. El Hagador, speak of the devil. Yep. Speak of the gato. Thank you, El Hagador. Keep them coming. We have one segment left. That segment is called Ask a Hiker with Mike DiLorenzo. Dilo, did you have any questions this month? 
Um, I, I don't. I mean, I, I know what Ask a Hiker is. Like, we, uh, did you want me to? No, I mean, I don't know. I could read some questions from our listeners. Let's do that. Okay, yeah. cool. Because I don't really have any questions myself, you know. Okay. Well, you never go hiking, so. What I, yeah, I've been, you know. Just skiing. <laughs> All right, yeah, I've been doing something else. But I do have some questions from some listeners. Should How we, many? Should I read those? Yes. I've got Let's about, thir- I've got about 17. Maybe just read the first two. Okay. All right. Question number one. Ask a hiker with Dima. Dear Trail Show, for years I have been wanting a particular piece of hiking gear, but the problem is I don't think it exists. I'm throwing this out to you and the the Trail Show community in case you have deeper knowledge of this existing or if you know of any folks who I might be able to contact for a custom piece. Basically, I want a rain wrap skirt with the removable warm layer inside. Something that can easily be put on, taken off, and is intended to keep your thighs and bum warm in winter and dry in the rain. If you know anything or know anyone who wants a really good gear idea, let me know. I literally curse myself for not having this piece of gear every time I'm hiking in the rain or cold. Sincerely, Shira, the Switch Blady. Wow. Yeah. I... I'm a bit stumped. I I don't mm-hmm. I know of a lot of rain wrap skirts, but they're all uninsulated. They're all like ultralight, just one thin piece of fabric. I wonder if um Beauty, who who makes the skirts you like so bad? Purple purple rain. Rain. Yeah, I wonder if she makes anything like this. Um, I don't think she does. Um mm. I don't know of any what it's like basically saying waterproof insulated, yeah, kind of is what she's thinking. Yep. I don't know about that, but I mean, there's I, down skirts like Mont Bell. Makes yeah, but you wouldn't skirts. want to wear that in the rain. No, no. Well, you could wear um, it underneath. You could maybe wear. You, you, I don't. But, but she, I don't think wearing a down skirt, even if you have something else over it, when it's damp out, uh, is the best. So, so what she's looking for is a synthetic insulated like skirt, a fleece, or a fleece with an actual waterproof wrap slash skirt slash kilt whatever it is over the top of it i th- i think it, it yeah it, i mean probably have to be i two. have a waterproof what if skirt you just... from z packs i think and i wear that over my hiking skirt when it's raining but if it's really cold that's not gonna work but but also i think if it's really cold well there's a couple of problems like you wouldn't want to get your leggings out because if you don't have waterproof, like they'll just start getting wet at the bottom. Even if you're wearing a waterproof skirt and then you put leggings on, yeah. you know, the water will start to wick up, you know, and then your skirt's wet and everything. Yeah. It's kind of a, I feel like Mont Bell makes a thermo wrap, like vest mm. and coat. And I think they're water resistant. Maybe? Yo, here's what I'm seeing online. So mountain hardware Mm. Makes a synthetic insulation skirt oh, there for you women. Go. So you you get that coupled with a, a number of cottage companies make UL rain skirts that are waterproof. Coupled with that, I think you're you're in business. And this mountain uh, hardware item is called the Trekken Insulated Mini Skirt, and I'm seeing it on Steep and Cheap right, right now for around fifty bucks. 
but it'll probably be gone by the time this show goes to air. Anyway, well, you might be able to find it somewhere What else. if you just got a uh, insulated waterproof jacket and tied it around your waist? Well, Ooh. I've actually worn the Mont Bell insulated vest as as a skirt when I'm hiking. When I didn't have any clean clothes. Is that synthetic? A, yeah, I wore okay. it as a skirt as like my town clothes because I didn't have everything. I was washing I everything. A, a look. I want well, to I was. I mean, you you like couldn't actually tell. I, it was like a mini mini skirt. I pulled it up high enough that the armholes were like at the top of my hips, and then I had a jacket on, so you couldn't see. It just looked like a skirt, and I was, you know, on a trail, so I, you know, lost enough weight or changed shape of my body that it actually fit me as a skirt, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. But um, I I I have totally done that before, so it worked. It totally just looked like a skirt. It was pretty funny, actually. But, you know, I, these days what I do, I carry the, I have some Z-Packs waterproof pants that are super lightweight and they're giant. They're just like these big waterproof pants, but they're like elastic waist. And so I take them hiking in a skirt and I, I wear them over my skirt and it's fine. Wow. So, yeah. Sounds like there's options for yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the switch blading. All right. That was great. Thanks, everybody. Now it's on to question number two. My friends at the trail show, my ask a hiker question is a two part question, or maybe just two questions, since they're not really related questions. Just two random questions. So I suppose (laughs) suppose this is not a two part question, but rather question number one and question number two. So now, without further ado, let's start with question number two. My second question is, with up to 400 inches of snow having already fallen in the Sierra Nevada this winter, and we're not even halfway through winter yet, should I worry about my 2023 northbound PCT hike? Should I expect swollen creeks and endless miles of post-holing? Should I consider a flip-flop, flop-back logistical nightmare of a hike? Should I just bail altogether even though I haven't even started? Do let me know your thoughts or predictions on this year's PCT conditions. And my first question for the trail show is how to handle the need to keep up with other hikers. When hiking, I often make friends with other hikers, but they're sh- but then struggle to maintain their pace. I forego food and water breaks, feeling the need to keep up with my friends, and sometimes it has bad effects on my hike when I bonk. What is an extrovert social hiker to do? Thanks for your thoughts and maybe prayers regarding a PCT Nobo hike this year. Cheerio, Cool Ranch Dorito. I want to tackle the second question first. Okay. Good idea. Today's January 20th. And although 400 inches is roughly 33 feet of snow, and although that is a colossal amount of snow, it is just January the 20th. Mm-hmm. And a lot could happen between now and say April 20th. So what if the snow stops for the next three months? Then maybe which has happened. Which has happened. Maybe, maybe you wouldn't need to delay and do crazy flip-flop flips and but I do think if things. the snow continues, yes, and it gets crazy. Here's what I think you should do, Mr. Frito Dorito. You should start on your date that you have your permit for 
And every single hiker you meet, the first thing you should say is, what are you going to do when you get to the Sierra? <laughs> like you haven't even gotten to Campo and you're like, what are you going to do when you get to Kennedy Meadows? What are you going to do? Do you have your ice axe? Where's your ice axe? Do you have crampons? What are you going to do? Are you cowboy camping? What do you think of my suggestion? <laughs> I think it's great. I think it might be if the snow continues, which there's no guarantee that it does, yeah. that one may want to be very flexible and choose to flip flop and take Greyhound buses and do crazy hitchhiking and take planes and hike to where you can hike. But first, Ask everyone what they're doing. <laughs> Just to freak them all out. Yeah, at the campo, at the kickoff breakfast at campo, yeah. you yeah. need to start asking people. <laughs> Actually, at Hauser Creek. At, at Hauser Creek, Creek, you need to start asking people. 16 miles into your PCT through hike, you start asking them what they did at mile 700. <laughs> Oh man! What are you okay. gonna do when you get to uh, Mirror Pass? All right, wait. Do we have any written? Is that it? That's our real advice. Has anyone been over yes. or yet? freak out? Freak out and be flexible. Yeah, I think that's what you're hearing from the trail show tonight. First, freak out. Yes, by all means, and freak and freak, freak others out. Freak and others, freak others everybody out. Everybody else out. Freak <laughs> yourself out and freak everybody else out, and then flexible. Yeah. What about questions? I will say below. this: if there's yeah. a ton of snow get some snowshoes and walk on top of it that sounds miserable that's a novel idea <laughs> go slow like this i oh, mean just take God. the Sierra slowly just carry yeah. twice as much food for that yeah just carry 18 days of food <laughs> to, to get to red meadow and then you might, you might need a second pack if you need a second pack. also <laughs> now you start telling people and you carry a sled oh, don't no, carry, yeah, a, you carry a, a sled poke. Poke. you carry a sled dude a that's totally poke, it man yes. you need a sled to get through the yes. sierra this year. ask people what they're oh, gonna do man, when they get to the amazing. sierra I'm and then tell his... them you heard it's only possible with a poke with a impossible with a with a unless you have a poke you behind you what's a poke a sled you pull behind you yeah yeah, there was okay. a song no, about, about a poke. Um, no, no. I'm bringing my pack in. Let's we'll go to poke salad Annie. No, let's go to the other question. Oh, yeah, I'm going the I'm, first part of the well, question. Wait, wait, I, I can address the second, second question. question. Wait, wait, wait. Bad wait. Enough, then they're going to flip and they're going to be with all their friends anyway. <laughs> and if you start with asking people what they're going to do in this when they get to the Sierra, you won't have any friends. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> what about pack animals? We didn't talk about pack animals. What if you went through the Sierra with pack animals? Because there's too much snow. That sounds like <laughs> a good idea. Yeah, I don't. The little goat, work, yeah. little goat hooves are gonna go like straight down into the snow. Well, they can carry your. I mean, you'd be moving really slow, so it's not that big a deal. If you have a couple pack animals, you could bring in a bunch of feed and <laughs> another nine days of food. How about for a yourself. snow machine? Well, no, it's wilderness, right? Uh, he doesn't bring a sled. You're right. That's unreasonable. Yeah. Sleds, though. <laughs> Everything else we said is totally reasonable. I think you should bring a sled. A snow, snow machine. Yeah. Took it to, just from like Walmart. Just go get a sled Listen, from Walmart. And then, get the and then ride it down the pass. Yeah, dude, you could ride your sled down the pass. 
Oh, this I is amazing. Wait, wait a minute. This, this is like, Listen. this is how you do it. This Listen. is how you Isn't there do someone it in who fell in the Hauser Creek one time? Yeah. Their, their 2005. Wet. Hauser Creek was like a couple <laughs> feet deep. No joke. But listen, this year, when you get to the border monument, you immediately start, start asking. asking hikers <laughs> what they're going to do when they get to Mammoth Lakes. As, okay. Ask them if they have an ice axe with them. Them, oh my god sacks and your bear canister at the border monument never gonna make it hashtag never gonna make it yeah gonna... what about okay. the first part I... of the question Dilo? uh yeah so what happens when you want to keep up with your friends oh, and you pace. forego eating and drinking because you just want to keep hiking other people's hikes what do you do <laughs> i think you gotta let go of that yeah. i don't know i say bear down and hike their hikes. That's what I say. <laughs> Viva los gatos, aguato, bear down. Yeah, I, here's what you hike do. You hike. get a peanut butter, a plastic peanut butter container. Yeah. And you yeah. fill it with like nuts and M&Ms. Okay. And, and all day long when you're hiking, and all day long you're hiking, you have it accessible. And all day long when you're hiking, you just like constantly <laughs> munch on that. And then you don't have to eat it. Any, I'm telling you, man, that is some. You wear a diaper. Like, Yes, ounce for ounce, that will get you through the day. Like a 16-ounce container, Listen. you only got to refill it once through the what day. Is, it, then you have to like sabotage diapers. your friends. Ooh. Like, we yeah, like, that's, like, that's another Contaminated trail mix. Yeah. Rocks yeah. in the back. Then they got to slow down. You're, you're good to go. Cayenne. Put your, fecal, put your fecal fingers in your trail mix and then offer <laughs> yeah. it to everyone. Oh, yeah. beauty. Why? See, what? you had to take it too far. Always. He said contaminated trail mix. I was what just about, giving an example. What about cayenne in the built-in liner of their hiking shorts? Or when they're taking a break, when they're not yeah. looking, just throw their shoe off. The yeah, just, hide, the just hide, their sh- hide their shoes. Hide or take the shoes. shoelace out or something. Oh, sorry, guys. Got to go. I hope you find your shoe later. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I think, you know, we always think about the people who are ahead of us and you think you, you know who's ahead of you and stuff. But, you know, there could be your your next best friend is like a mile behind you. And if you just slow down for a second, you're going to meet go your own incredible pace. people. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, I was always wow. the slowest person hiking when I was on the AT. Always. I didn't. I don't think I met anyone who hiked slow than but um, and and I felt the same way at first. I was like, man, everybody's so much faster, and not like it was a race. I just felt like kind of alone, you know? Because yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I eventually I just got used to it, and then I was like, meh. And the same thing. I met lots of people because I'd meet new people every day, you know. And then I, I finally met a crew of people that I kind of fell in with, and. And then I hiked with a different group of people. And I mean, eventually it was like all the stoners and stuff. Cause like they're, they're like <laughs> taking naps and like lots of snack breaks and stuff, but they were fun. Yeah, you know, it's a little more a, cloudy as, as yeah. you get farther back down the chain. I've got a semi legitimate piece of advice for this. Um, Burrito, cool ranch, Burrito, Burrito, cool ranch, Burrito. So the bulk of hikers on long trails spend a number of nights in towns when they get to Mm -hmm, towns mm -hmm. if you don't do that even if you're a slower hiker Mm -hmm. you're liable to kind of keep the same general pace as the hikers that stay multiple nights in towns 
And the easiest way to do this is I, we call it like a Nero instead of a zero. So you camp close to a town the night before. You go into town, you do your resupply, maybe you do laundry, figure out a way to get a shower or not. And then as it's getting late in the day, you hike out just a couple of miles just to get out of town. Whereas the faster hikers, maybe they're staying two nights in that town. Yeah. And you're just doing a half day with no nights in that town. All of a sudden, you've just essentially gotten up the trail past them. They'll eventually catch back up to you when they're hiking fast, rinse and repeat. You can roughly keep the same pace with faster hikers with that sort of strategy. It's just, the old, yeah. it's the old tortoise in the hair. Tortoise in the hair, do yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. What do they say? Make hay while the sun shines. No, oh, yeah. God, here we go. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. The Lord. I don't know what that means. Yeah, um, that has nothing to do with the tourists. I got a headache from this bow on my head. We gotta, yeah. we gotta wrap it up. This it's crown been has been weighing me down. I don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pod, is that it for Ask a Hiker? I don't know. I'm sorry, Delo's Delo, is that it for Ask a Hiker? <laughs> no, there's like uh, like 15 got, more questions. If you guys, no, nah, let's not. No, let's save them. We'll save for the next episode. I think I think free Cool Ranch Doritos questions were just really wonderful. Just to recap, take a sled through the Sierra this year. Keep going. <laughs> and ask everybody what their plan is. And freak everybody out and tell them you're bringing a sled and bringing. Screw it, man. What you, you normally do nine days, 18, 18 maybe 27. Nah, I'm, I'm gonna do 36 days, 36 days of food. <laughs> 30, 30, I'm bringing 30. Oh my god, days 36 of days of snowbound this year sounds like my own personal hell. Yeah, Ugh. but why you'd have a lot Gross. of food? You don't even have to, you could just hang out, take a zero, Ugh. take a couple of zeros. It's not that bad if you just do it calorie wise. You take your bear can, you fill it with nuts, then you pour chocolate <laughs> to make a solid nut and chocolate can. You can fit it all in your pack. That's probably 30 days of calories right you there. Oh my God, four totally. Bear cans. Four bear canisters. Chip <laughs> <laughs> at it with your tent. Yeah, get a sledgehammer and break like, off a little hunk. Yeah. You're good to go. Just peanuts and MMs. That's it. Yeah. For 36 yeah. days. In an ultralight diaper. <laughs> All right, oh folks. My God. This is the part of the show where the show ends. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Big thanks goes to Dea for talking to us about her hike of the Costa oh, Brava Way in hey, Spain. On Dea. Thank thanks Dea too. She also is a is an excellent writer. So if anyone wants to read some of the stuff she's written, she's Oh, cool. She's got a lot of great articles on Section Hiker and mm, also oh. the Trek. So oh, okay. very cool. Good to know. Um, yeah. We'll post a link. Many thanks to all our hotline callers. You too can be an audio superstar by calling the hotline at 720-893 2269. Uh, and apologies to the, the person in prison because, yeah, I, I mean, we just can't afford to have our hotline pay for yeah. calls from correctional yeah. institutes. But we look forward to hearing minute. your story when you get out. Yep. Um, it, along those lines, we want to congratulate Slack Jaw Buffalo Jack Wagon once again for his naked mishap in the slopes of the Alps with the German family that found him clinging to mm-hmm. a grassy slope. Right. And thank you to all the other people that called in. Yes. Many thanks. Yes. Schwa- send us your uh, mailing addresses and Schwag will go out um, in the next year. 
Uh, okay, last but definitely not least, thanks goes to all our monthly donors. Get yourself a couple of lovely stickers and a proper shout-out by hitting the donate button at thetrailshow.com. Sometimes we are on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're also on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Audible, Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else you download your favorite shows. Another trail show is coming and gone, but don't fret. We'll be back in February for our annual St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which is guaranteed <laughs> to be full of beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, I'd like to leave you with some words from the late Mark Twain. Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness, and many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. For POD, D-Lo, Triple O, and Dea, I'm Disco. Live large, people. It's 2023. Ciao. Nice. Uh, uh, Also, thank you to Packed Outdoors for these tabs. Are those psilocybin tabs? Or what are Yes. So that I can now poop poop in my backyard. Poop in my backyard and run some experiments. Yeah. yeah. I think you should really post it on Instagram, too. Like Uh, the two comparisons. Yep. And maybe you could like film your cat holes like five days in, 10 days in, 25 maybe days so. in. Just, like, maybe you can get like a piece of plexiglass and make like a. I was just thinking that you. it needs to be clear so I can watch With a live, live cam. I was thinking you would unearth a live cam. <laughs> I want film of Lemmy. Oh, you could do like time lapse. Time lapse yes. photography. Or if you're time lapse photography, I want you're poop film of that too. Yeah. Also, I appreciate the tough bread. Kind of told Bear Sweats's worst down trail, and it include, included a a bit of a squabble between the two of them because yeah, sound like if you trouble. hike in a part in a romantic partnership and you have a fight with your partner on trail, oof, that is so bad. We wouldn't know about that, right? P-O-D? You gotta sleep next to them like an inch away. You gotta share a pot. <laughs> eat from the same pot in silence so angry oh man it is uncomfortable <laughs> disco's trying to deflect what what just happened sand is good for the anus the squeaky gorgeous. wheel gets the yeah. grease yeah. Mm-hmm. what do they say make hay while the sun shines oh yeah. god here we go if you're if you're on the trail and somebody's coming down at you and they're yelling Strava time, you just you get, get the f- off them. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh my god. Was he trying yeah. to set like a FKT or something for that, you know? Half mile trail. Right, here's the story. Here's the story. We were skiing today. That's my friend Jim, and we were skiing with two other people, four of us. <clears throat> and at the, and then we were at a popular area where Brainerd Lake, and um, popular area for Nordic sports in the winter time. <clears throat> and at the beginning of the trail, some older guys, you know, and by older guys I mean like senior citizens. Like I, I we were waiting for all of us to regroup. And at the very beginning of the trail, and some senior citizen guys came by, and they yelled, track, track. And I, and I like, whoa, like, I didn't really know what that meant, but it meant that he was in the ski track, and he wanted me to step out of his way. 
So this guy yelled, track, track. And I was like, oh, so, so you know, it was like right there. Like, it, it was just a little over the top kind of like, yeah. we're going for it. And we passed, yeah. them going, yeah. we passed them going up the road to get on the trail and stuff. So then we got to talking about people yelling Strava time. And so when we got to the really fun <laughs> downhill, which was where that was filmed, I went down the trail and stepped off the trail and filmed Jim coming down yelling, Track, track, Strava time, Strava, get out of the way. <laughs> Seems like there's a lot of rules out there, man. There's a lot of lingo that you Yeah. I, you know, I've never heard I've never heard Strava time um, until he mentioned it to me today. But I know what Strava is, and I know what people use it for. Yeah. So when somebody's like, Strava time, Strava time, and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Get, let, me, get out of the way. let me step out of the way for you so that you can go, you know, really fast. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> 